This week on the Sport Blokes. This week, a massive NBA free agent period surges ahead. David Warner cops one on middle stump as Australia takes control in Sri Lanka. Asterisky business are plenty at Wimbledon. And Nath reminds me twice of a particularly shit take. Or a good take for me. Let's go. It's six past three on Saturday, the 9th of July. And as we do sometimes nowadays, we'll call your attention. And what do you mean? As we do seldomly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess. How you doing, mate? It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, since um, we talked to Brad Rosen. We've had a very jam-packed NBL slash NBA draft schedule the last month or so. But Kind of time to look at the rest of the world, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, we're still talking about a lot of basketball because we can't help ourselves. But yeah. there'll be a few other things as well. A lot of stuff going on. It's still 306, by the way, which is... Yeah, well, we've exciting. talked for less than a minute. Yeah, timed it well. There you go. <laughs> Look, a few random things that have caught my attention over the past month. Saw a very funny thing on Facebook. There was a girl named Helena Sell. (laughs) And someone had messaged her saying, I still remember when Undertaker threw mankind off (laughs) you. She probably wasn't even bored. Was she young? Probably, probably, yeah. (laughs) It was was late 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, it uh, it was late 90s, I think. So it prompted me to go back and watch the footage. And someone had actually commented on the video that's one giant leap for mankind, <laughs> which I think is oh, one, of best, one of the best comments of all time. This is when the internet wins. It, it always this does. This the internet is a good place. Yeah. There's always somebody out there who, uh, who finds that little <laughs> nugget of gold. So that was quite good. Now, in the Major League Baseball, crazy story. Mark Appel made his first Major League appearance, pitched a scoreless ninth inning for the Philadelphia Phillies the other day. But what makes this so noteworthy is that Appel was actually drafted first overall by the Houston Astros in 2013. Yep. He's nearly 31. (laughs) So, yeah, nearly nine years, in fact, probably more than nine years, making his debut. That is just, that's nuts. People are pissing all over Zion Williamson for playing a few games. Well, is that the story, though? Is it injury or is it that he's finally kind of... Done enough to maybe he's just toiled in the in the well, he has. minor leagues. Yeah. He has, but it's yeah. like he, he was drafted number one overall, wasn't even good enough to play yeah. one game yeah. until now. It's it's insane. So yeah, in terms of debut games, he's the oldest former number one draft pick to play his first game, a week shy of his 31st birthday. Funnily enough, though, the very next year. The Astros actually signed a guy named Brady Aiken and took him with the number one. And I do pick. remember that one. That name rings a bell, yeah. I remember them talking about it on PTI. Yeah, well, he didn't sign with them straight away. And, in fact, he didn't sign with them at all, funnily enough, and got redrafted the following year by Cleveland with the number 17 pick, still hasn't played a major league game, and his career is likely already over. Do you know what occurs to me when I hear all this? No. Given the Houston Astros cheating fiasco with the bin lid banging and such, Maybe this is a bit of karmic... Uh, like reverse karma because yeah, it happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. maybe karma's on a continuum. I don't know. Mm. I don't know enough about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some interesting baseball too, but I'll wait until my turn. Well, I've, I have a really random baseball one as well. Ooh. I saw on Twitter that Tom Selleck actually had an at-bat in a Detroit Tigers-Cincinnati Reds spring training game once. <laughs> I saw that too. Super 70 sports. They, they are brilliant. Great Twitter they? follow, yeah. They really yeah. are. Funny stuff. And then one last thing. I went to my first ever rugby league game. Well, that's disputable. Why? Because it wasn't a game. Oh, I'm sure we went to a Western Reds game way back in the day against the Canberra Raiders, your mum, your dad, you, me, and one of our mates. Yep, I'm almost like 99.9% sure. I feel like Because I remember your mum loved Mal Meninga and he was playing. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she took you and I stayed at home. (laughs) I actually, funnily enough, now that you say that, I feel like I remember the Western Reds versus Castleford game that we went to. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's not. 
Anyway, first one in a bloody long time. Yes, yes. Second so, one ever, maybe. Or yeah, third one ever, yeah. I was, uh, f- well, fortunate in inverted commas enough to get free tickets through work to go to the second state of origin. What a spectacle that was. I, I don't think I've heard the in inverted commas word use so many Y O U S A. Oh, yeah. Like use guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like use boop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> we, we swear on here, but I'm not going to. Yeah, drop, there's one word we don't Not yeah, going to drop yeah, the same yeah. off. Yeah. I, I don't She'll be I, swimming in the uh, Commonwealth Games. So, yes, yeah. that's right, the Emily's. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think I've heard that word used more in my life, and that was just on the train ride in. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, okay. not. And I'm going to set the scene for you even better here. The choices of beer at the game were Great Northern. Yeah, but this is an Optus thing, right? It's an Optus Stadium thing. Yeah. Yeah, go on, Great Northern. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the most utterly disgraceful excuses for beer known to man and it was the only option we had i didn't even manage to finish my third it was that bad i just couldn't do it so anyway isn't that all i had when we went to the afl last year I mean, I'll be going no, to the Swans and Dockers next weekend, so I'll like be able to have a look. Single fin or atomic or whatever. Oh, yeah, single ones. fin, yeah, true. That's what I understand. It's yeah, like, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Anyway. They have cider and stuff too. No, yeah, okay. No, yeah. it wasn't even cider. Yeah, we're right. So there you go. Mm. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about the game because it's rugby. It's not really something that we know too much about, but pretty close first half, fairly exciting first half, and all of a sudden, New South Wales is the only team to come out after halftime. Queensland just completely forgot about Nathan Cleary was absolutely stupid in this game. 24 points on his own. Wow. Yeah, he did not miss with the boot, a couple of tries. But, uh, yeah, the, the crazy thing about this game, Queensland actually led at 12-8. And Felice Kufasi was sin-binned with about two minutes left in the half. Pretty average sin-binned for mine, given what had happened in the, the rest of the half. But New South Wales scored the next 36 points of the game. Yeah, for the final that's score, a domination. 44 to 12. Who are you going for? Or do you have no rooting interest? I yeah, I don't know. I didn't really care. I kind of had a maroon-coloured shirt on. I would have gone for Queensland, I think. Because yeah. you remember back in the day, uh, oh, what was that show? It's a knockout. Queensland was was yellow and there was no WA. And because yellow is a WA colour traditionally right. with the cricket and stuff, I would always go for Queensland on It's a Knockout. Weird connections, but, you know, the name this is game. what you do when you're like a five-year-old true. in the late 80s. Oh, true. You, yeah. you, you do. You pick on colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully the last rugby match I ever go to. Maybe. How about yourself, mate? A few things. I'll start with some good news. So Sarah Douglas Morgan was named the Oakland Raiders' first ever black female president, which is great Very for them. Cool, yeah. New Zealand Cricket has announced that their men and women will be getting equal match payments, which is also a very good step in the right direction. Sepp Blatter and Michael Platini were cleared of corruption in a Swiss court. Bullshit! Yeah, yeah <laughs> septic bladder. Bullshit. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche recently won the Stanley Cup in the ice hockey again. Not a sport you and I follow a hell of a lot. I watched a little bit here and there of the playoffs. It now means that Stan Kroenke-owned teams have won three championships in less than half a year. Wow. The LA Rams in the NFL, the Colorado Mammoth in the Lacrosse League, the NLL. Oh, the Mammoth. What a <laughs> What a team. <laughs> With a generic player. Yes, indeed, yes. Uh, And the song they play is Tusk by Fleetwood Mac, I would imagine. Ah, they should. (laughs) Um, uh, And now the Avalanche. So, yeah, are the Nuggets coming? Does he still own the Nuggets? I think he does. It's an Avalanche of champions. It is, it is. It very much is. Yeah, Mm. yeah. And then speaking of baseball, so you had your little stat. I've got a Shohei Otani. You know I love my Shohei Otani. I was going to say, it wouldn't be a show without Shohei, would it? So so I noticed on Twitter, Paul Hembakides, apologies if I mispronounced that, he said, list of guys that never had an RBI game. Babe Ruth, Henry Aaron, or Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds and Albert Pujols, 
Never had a 13 strike game. Lefty Grove, Catfish Hunter. I know you like good names. Oh, yeah. Jack Morris and Tom Glavin. Otani did both in consecutive days. Wow. Eight RBI games. Yeah. And a thir- Eight RBIs, and yeah. And a 13 strike. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. So-, so he just continues to impress and, and just one of those great Great players. And then finally, just for a bit of bit of fun, I noticed that Tism have been in the news a little bit lately because they kind of had a bit of a resurgence. I think they're at Splinter in the Grass or something. I'm hoping they come to WA. I'd love to see them. I've never mm. seen them before. But they did you know they actually have a lot of sport-related songs? No. So <laughs> just a few to mention. There's there's more, but there's a song called I Rooted a Girl Who Rooted a Guy Who Rooted a Girl Who Rooted Shane Crawford. <laughs> And it's actually a good song. Like, I actually really like it. It's a good song. Uh, there's one called Court Dilly Bold Millie Vanilli. <laughs> the Parable of Glenn McGrath's Haircut. And Fielding at Long On. And that's just right. a few. So they have several sport-related songs. Likely cricket fans there. Yeah, okay. yeah definitely. Fo- cricket and footy. Yeah, strong cricket and footy fans Very there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Are we doing What'd You Miss? Oh, I mean, how much? I, I just, <laughs> it's, it's actually been nice to detach a little bit from it sport. It has, hasn't it? I, our lives have been pretty hectic. Oh, uh, the last fortnight for different reasons, both you and I. Yeah, so we we picked the right time to uh, not record weekly. We would have really struggled the last three or four, well, two or three the, weeks. The quick recap, you had COVID, which kind of... Yeah, well, yeah. The, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, we did an episode when I was kind of, yeah, in the we midst did, actually, of... We did, yeah. We recorded... All the other shit happened after COVID. We so. recorded, like, the day before you tested positive and I somehow avoided it. I don't know. Yeah, well, no. And then we recorded, we did our, our remote one, remember? Yes. I, that was day five for True. me, which was still... I was still not feeling yep. <laughs> spectacular. So there's that. But been, then there's been all sorts of other shit. Other yeah, deaths in families and all my, sorts my of work. Tonsillitis yeah, this week, yeah, so it's changing been, yeah. work and all sorts of stuff. Been all sorts. Yeah, but anyway, good to good to be able to do a recappy episode again, and we'll cover a bit today. I think we will. So we'll start with the basketball, Shui. We won't do much NBL at all. Obviously, as I said at the top, we've had a few NBL-related shows, and we'd certainly encourage people to go back and listen to them. They've been a lot of fun. The NBL off-season unfolds a lot slower than the NBA off-season, where it all happens in like the first two days. So we'll focus on NBA today. But what we didn't mention with Brad, so we've had a couple of recent accolades with Penny Taylor, Michelle Brogan, Chris Anstey and Peter Harcourt all being inducted into the Australian Basketball Hall of Fame. And of course, the great Andrew Gaze joins his dad, Lindsay, now to be one of six people to receive legend status. And well, he's top of the pile now. Long overdue. Yeah, yeah. He is the legend of legends. He should have been legend status before he even retired. Yeah, well, you could make a case. (laughs) You could make a case. So NBA finals, it almost feels too long ago. I don't think we'll talk about it too much now, will we? Because we're a bit far removed now. But uh, How many weeks is it now? Oh, yeah, good. At least three. Three, Yeah. yeah. But uh, first things first, Jerry. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I play the sound? Do what? With Clay Thompson not due back until early 2022 at the earliest, what do you reckon the ceiling is for this team? Championship. You really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ceiling. I'm not saying they'll reach it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I was, well, that's what that's what a ceiling was, is, was, right? <laughs> yeah. So their ceiling is president of the United States. No, no, no. American. Well, like, no, no, no. Detroit's ceiling is not championship. There's no fucking way they can Why win not? a championship. They just happen to no, make no. every shot they no. shoot. Like, but Golden State could, if things go right, could win a championship. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's be fair, Nate. I've had a couple of pretty shit takes in recent times. That one and the Western Bulldogs for premiers of the AFL this season, that ain't happening. Yeah, well, and we'll get to that when we talk footy. But in fairness, not many people, and I didn't say they would win. I just said their ceiling was a championship if everything broke right, and evidently everything yeah, did break right. Yeah, it really right. did. They didn't yeah. have any real injuries, did they? Well, and they had a fairly soft run. Like, they didn't have to play Phoenix. Uh, they had Denver, who were pretty injured. 
They Dallas, you know, Dallas aren't ready yet. Nah. Dallas are going to be bloody good. They've improved a lot in the offseason, but they weren't ready yet well, for the conference finals. I mean, have they? They lost Jalen Brunson. Well, that's true. That's true. It's so actually it's maybe a push. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair, you know, yeah. Jalen Brunson is a big. I think they have bigger, better depth at big. So now, true. Um, but no, no, you make a good point. You make a good point. On the flip side, I think Boston really ran their guys into the ground, and I think it did show in those last, particularly maybe two or three finals games. They were tired. Their stars were tired. And and Jason Tatum, I mean, he had a dud shoulder too, which is partly why he maybe didn't perform. Some of the some of the Jason Tatum criticism was maybe a bit strong. So I think his shoulder well, was fucked. This is the thing. If if you look at the shoulder, then that probably justifies this. And I'll, I'll kind of run through Because if you look at his numbers, just the raw numbers, they look not too bad. 21 and a half points per game, six and a, well, 6.8 rebounds, nearly seven. Seven assists a game, 1.2 steals. Yeah, so nearly 22, seven and seven with a steal. Yeah. And, pretty good. And for your first final series, that looks pretty good. Yeah. But it's the field goals. Yeah. 37% or just under that. Yeah. Less than 66% from the free throw line as well. Yeah. Well, if you've got a dud shoulder, it would affect your, your free throw. It would. Yeah. But 23 turnovers in six games. He was a minus 36 in 34 minutes in game two. That is the worst plus minus in the history of the game. Right. And wasn't he on track to break the turnovers record too? I don't know if he did in the end. I can't oh, remember. I don't think he did. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Look, it was a little bit rough and... A lot of the credit has to be given to Draymond Green. Oh, yeah, big. I mean, I've always been a big fan of his abilities. I, I like, you know, there's a lot I don't like about Draymond, but there was never any doubt mm. about how important he is to championship teams. Yeah, so if you look at the percentages, and I don't actually have them on me because I, I saw them halfway through the series and it was ridiculous, the percentages that... So he and Wiggins were keeping Tatum and Brown to very, very low percentages. And this is the thing. So Draymond didn't start the finals spectacularly well numbers wise but he just does so much that doesn't show in the box the box score he does he does so yeah it it definitely is is one of those ones where those guys i think if they get to go back they will be a lot better for the experience uh and you know we'll talk about this in a second but the celtics should actually be better next year oh definitely definitely definitely. well they're better for the run they're all better for the run udoka is better for the run as a as a pretty young coach They'll all benefit from it. Sometimes you got to lose before you can win. Yeah. I just mean the fact that they can run it back with Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, no, no, they've improved their I mean, roster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huge. And I'm not convinced they're done yet either, actually. No. I think they might do a few little tweaks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, look, just quickly talking about Wiggins. I mean, he is, he to me, is the difference. Well, it was the ultimate redemption story, wasn't it? Because obviously there was all that criticism with the All Star selection. So he he kind of said, hey, guys, okay, maybe I wasn't a starter, but, hey, I'm pretty damn important and yeah. I played pretty well. All-star all player, no problems at all. Yeah, the starter. For, yeah. Never a starter. Well, yeah, I'm not convinced he was an all-star player, mm. but he was on the fringe, yeah. Wow. There's been worse selections. No, but, uh, look, as I say, he was consistently the Warriors' second-best player, all playoffs. It was the rebounding and the defense for me, though. And I've, I've heard you talk about it, you know, 8.8 rebounds a game. Oh, huge. Series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive boards that you were talking about. Yep. The- and and his, his defense is underrated. He's, he's got that length. He I think he's taken defense more seriously while, while being a warrior, which has really helped. Well, one of uh, by the way, who are you wearing? Today? I'm wearing the Steph. Today. Oh, the Steph. Yeah, yeah, I noticed you were in the, in the Warriors jersey. I've not worn this jersey in about five years. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Just I bought it and then I'm like, oh, I don't. You like found it. out the hard way, did you? I don't really like the Warriors anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. But no, one and a half blocks, one and a half steals a game for for Wiggins is just yeah, sensational. Oh yeah, no, huge. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that he was the most valuable player. No. That was Steph by a country mile. Oh yeah, Steph was magnificent. So 31.6 rebounds, five assists, two steals a game. 
44% from the field, 44 from three, and a surprisingly poor 85 from the line. Poor by his standards. By, by his, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. But finally gets his MVP after getting shafted by Andre Iguodala in 2015. Only Kawhi Leonard, the year before, has averaged less than 17 points a game as a finals MVP. Iggy averaged 7.8. Only Tony Parker and Joe Dumas have averaged less rebounds a game in a finals MVP. And the guy that he supposedly shut down averaged 35.8 points a game, 13.3 rebounds and 8.8 assists and had a combined one game of help from Kyrie yeah, okay. and Kevin Love. He did fuck all against LeBron James. I'm, yeah, okay, I'm, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. But, well, I just remember I tested at the time. I thought Iggy was a sneaky chance. But... Oh, I mean, he, he, no, I, I think he, it was he also well, but like... No well, you couldn't give it to LeBron as a loser. No. And, I th- and I think that they're... The Warriors had an, an even enough effort across the board. Well, anyway, yeah, we could be here all day. Yeah, that's, just, that's it. I just don't see how you can give like a guy that averaged basically seven, four, and four. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair and, enough. And got lit up it, like that. Yeah. I don't, Look, well, you've done your research. I'm relying purely on memory here. It was a bit yeah. hazy, you know, seven years ago now. But anyway, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my. I just, I, I think that is one of the most ridiculous finals ever. Like, I tell you what can stop though, hmm. the the curry over Magic Johnson. I'm sorry, no. Magic Johnson still has probably more than a nose ahead. You can tap your brakes on the curry better than Magic Johnson stuff. I don't know. I reckon that's getting pretty close now. Well, yeah, I still think I still think that Magic's ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's hard to compare errors and well, well this, this is fun. It's this is a fun chat. And this is it. It's a yeah. completely different point guard. Magic, yeah, of course. Ma- oh, yeah. Well, Magic. Ma- Magic yeah. wasn't firing up 30, no, he, 13 threes a game. Well, and Magic was basically a power forward when he came back after yeah. the HIV. So, yeah. So, the, uh, yeah. Um, you've actually just reminded me as well. A while back, we were talking about Tim Duncan's closeout game against the Nets. And I said that was the best closeout game in the history of the NBA finals. Well, yeah. Magic's and game I against Philly. Completely yeah. neglected yeah, yeah. that 40, what was it 42, 15, and nine? I think he had it. Yeah, playing Philly. starting center with Kareem injured yeah. in his rookie season. So, my apologies to Magic. But I mean, see, that performance alone is is pretty important oh, in the whole legacy discussion course, versus yeah. Steph. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But that, that was going to be my next question. What is your thought in terms of like this saved Steph's legacy quite well? Well, I'll be honest. I don't love legacy chat before a guy retires. Mm. I mean, you can have those chats so many fucking times and so much changes and goes back and forth. It's something I'd rather revisit in a few years when he calls it quits. Well, the reason I ask this is, let's just say, hypothetically, the Boston Celtics get up and win this series. That would then mean that Steph is 3-3 and in finals, including losing a 3-1 lead to the Cavs, losing to the Raptors and the Celtics. Yeah, yep. You know, everyone pisses all With over. no MVP at that point. Too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you think of all the grief that, that LeBron cops for that four and six record when he's had to go up against those same Warriors teams. Yeah, and some of those Cavs teams were That's, shit-outs. The, the Cavs well, team, not shit-outs, but... No, geez. no, the Cavs team that lost to the Spurs was shit-outs. Yeah, but they were pretty poor. It was like yeah. him, 65-year-old Zadrunas Ilgauskas and Mo Williams. Well, if Anderson Varejao is like your second best player or third best player, you know what I mean? It doesn't read well. And he was handy. It doesn't read well. Yeah. I'm not, not going to get into the whole GOAT debate, but the only one for me that LeBron really doesn't have an excuse for is the 2011 against Dallas. They should have smoked that Dallas team. Yeah, there's some weird theories about that too. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh, that Dallas team was pretty good. They were old, but they had a lot of good players. I mean, again, Jason Terry was their second best player. Well, oh, they had Jason Kidd. They had Sean Marion. They had some good Who guys. Were both they were, yeah, but yeah. they were still contributing. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you give them enough credit. <laughs> LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris. Oh, Dwayne. yeah, yeah, sure. That of course. Team of course. Not- they should have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not denying that. I'm, I'm not just denying. saying. I'm anyway. just saying Dallas is maybe a bit better than you give him credit. Yeah. Dirk was still fucking good at that point too, obviously. He was. Yeah. 
But there's no way that team should like, on paper. Oh, no, 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 no. I agree. Miami should have won. I'm just yeah. saying Dallas was maybe a bit better than. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But no. Instead, Steph is now four and two. He's got his Finals MVP. I think that really does just cement him at the. Floor. Oh yeah, yeah. Certainly it, yeah. in Magic's feet, if nothing else. Well, and again, his career's not done, so there's still time to to. Who knows what could happen in the next few seasons? And actually, this is a question I want to ask: How much does COVID play a part? Because I really think that teams that have a bit more stability, that have maybe been there, done that, have a bit more experienced coaching staff, all these sort of things, I think they benefit in these COVID difficult COVID years. And I think that's partly what helped the Warriors as well. And it's partly why I think Geelong is a red hot, almost maybe even favourite for the AFL this year. Because I don't know, I just think the margin for error is a little bit less in COVID and some of those one percenters maybe are more important than usual. I mean, it didn't seem like an overly COVID-impacted season for me. Like, there was no... Okay, early on in the season, there seemed to be quite a few people. And and you had, what, Zach Levine missed the last game of their series against Milwaukee with with COVID. But it's like, there weren't many guys that you heard in health and safety protocols in the playoffs. No, true. So I think that... But I just mean for, like, chemistry and kind of the more long-term kind of stuff. Yeah. Those more stable teams that have been there, done that. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, it seems to be. Oh, look, I mean, regard COVID or not, the fact that the Warriors, if you, if you look going into that series, the Warriors had 123 games of finals experience. Well, exactly. Finals exactly. Experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Boston, I mean, that means so much. Boston had none. Yeah, yeah. And again, so, their two stars were, were running on fumes too. Yeah. So I, th- I think that alone certainly like the fact that they've got they've been there done that they've got that stability they've got so many guys who who have been in final series multiple times yes yeah if we're just talking about steph curry clay thompson draymond green and andre iguodala those four guys have been there oh exactly yeah probably well all four i think was he there for the first one he might have been yeah i believe so yeah 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 yeah, yeah, so i mean it's yeah they were a hiding to nothing this actually seemed a lot like the miami okc 2012 finals where you had that really good young nucleus in Boston, but they had a pretty hideous bench. And apart from James Harden, and he he was pretty shit in those finals anyway. He had two good games. Well, he was coming off the bench in the regular season, but he was playing probably starting. He was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you're playing against this team with much more experience. They gel better. The young side takes game one and then they get comprehensively beat over the rest of the series. And the main guy, LeBron in 2012, Steph this year, basically shows everyone that they are one of the top two or three players in the world. Yep. Yeah, no, there's some strong parallels. Mm. My, my question is, do Milwaukee win if they were healthy? They make the finals, yeah, yes. Yeah, I think they make I, the I think finals. they make the finals. I don't think there's any doubt there. I mean, Chris Middleton is a huge, huge, huge... Massive, player. massive. Do they beat that Golden State team? That would be a very that would have been very interesting, very fun yeah, series yeah, to it watch. It really would have. Maybe next season. Oh, well, we can only hope. Yeah, I'm, I must admit, if anyone's going to slow Steph down, you'd certainly look at it and go, "Well, you know, Drew Holiday's Drew a Holiday was so good last season's playoffs. It's a just pretty good defensive based. Yeah, 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 just fantastic. Mind you, isn't uh, Dante Divincenzo is bailed from Milwaukee to Golden State? Yeah, there's been a bit of movement so, of those kind of, yeah, middling players. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, yep. Should we get there? Well, well I was going to say, we'll we'll just quickly mention this. We will talk about Dawson Gurley. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> AKA fake Clay Thompson. We'll talk about him in an upcoming episode. Yeah, so Christmas in July will be our last episode. We're recording a few episodes today. So our last episode in July will be Christmas in July, as we do every year. So Dawson will definitely get a look. He yeah. Will. Yeah. All right, free agency. Free agency. Where do you want to start? First well, thing, draft too. Well, do you want to say anything about the draft? 
I'm pretty happy with the draft. Yeah, yeah, as an OKC fan. I am, yeah. I mean, okay, there's been two preseason games. Preseason means nothing. Chet Holmgren looked pretty good in that first game, though. He did, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's partly why. So I remember, like, you were like, oh, guys, uh, OKC are projected to get Victor Wembanyama. And I was like, mate, you got to treat that as a big board. (laughs) And that's it was really interesting when we talked to Brad and he was like, nah, I think OKC are going to win too many games. And I was, like, gesticulating at you. He was like, yes, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, there's a lottery, so they could still get that number one pick. But I do think they'll win more games next season. Mm. I think they'll start to look pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it just comes down to health. Yeah. Yeah. Two guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander play enough games that. Well, they, they shut him down, didn't they? They could shut guys down if they want to. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. It depends on how things go. But look, Holmgren looks pretty decent. He certainly looked very good in the first game. Uh, he had, what, six blocks, 23 points, and yeah, a few rebounds. But then. Hitting threes. Yeah. But then all of a sudden in the second game, yeah, you know, he's starting to get bodied around by bigger guys. And that's the worry with him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But look, I think when you talk about his offensive skill set, he is an incredible player. I'm I'm very happy with it. You know, to get him to get the, the two Jay Williamses <laughs> not, yeah. won't be won't be confusing at all. Yeah. Jalen and Jalen. Yeah, and and it was my Dieng. Dieng, well. I'm big on as people would have heard in our draft episode a couple of weeks ago. I am really big on Dieng. I think he could end up being one of the best players in this draft. Look, he's it's a good fit for him. Yeah. Because yep. the expectations aren't championship or bust. No, so. no, they he can ease in like just like Giddy did, and they can bring him along. I, I think, poor. I, I think now's the time to start trying to win, and obviously they're not championship contenders. But I think now's the time to start building that culture. Yeah, I think they need to change gears now in OKC. They need to start trying to win every game they can. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Right. Let's get to your team. Yep. Let's Spurs. Well, so obviously I've been an advocate for kind of blowing it up and. Maybe tanking (laughs) for the last couple of years. Didn't half, did you? Uh, And look, in some ways, it's a couple of years too late. I understand why they did what they did with trying to build around Aldrich and DeRozan. And okay, they tried, it didn't work. The other interesting thing is Pop came out kind of last season and said, look, tanking is not in my DNA. It's not what I'm going to do. I coached, we play to win. And that's fair enough. I understand that and I appreciate that. The one way you can tank and still maintain that mentality is to just give him a team that's so young and so devoid of stars that even if they are trying to win every night and please play to win every night, because you probably won't anyway. Do you know what I mean? Because they're too young and inexperienced. So I think it's going to be in some ways a really tough season, but it's what the Spurs need. And, and already obviously the DeJounte yeah, trades. So they're, they're, they're devoid of DeJounte. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's really interesting. So I, there was a period where I kind of advocated giving him away for, well, not giving him away, trading him for Ben Simmons. And then he was playing really well. I'm like, oh, actually, no, nah, we could build around this guy. But I'm a big on timelines and I'm big on timelines matching up. And I think, unfortunately, he was just that slightly little bit older than the rest of our core. Like, we got a lot of guys between 19 and 23 now. Mm. And he was just a little bit older. And apparently he told the Spurs he wasn't going to re-sign when the next extension came up. Yeah. So we had no choice. So could we have got more for him? Oh, we got a lot. <laughs> that, that was. Did you? Well, I mean... Four draft picks is a lot. You got Danilo Gallinari, who's already been waived. Oh yeah, well obviously, yeah. And you got what four first rounders that are probably going to be shit. Well, maybe there's no guarantee he stays in Atlanta. There's no guarantee he stays in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think if you look at that Atlanta team, the way they're built, 
they are built to be successful. Oh, yeah, of course. And they're not too far removed from a conference final. Yeah, Trey Young, De- yeah. DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella, they may move off of. Yeah, like, I think they probably will. John Collins John isn't Collins. going to last either, I don't think, so, based on what I'm reading. But I, I don't know. I think there's enough there that those picks are going to be in the late teens, early Oh, 20s. yeah, 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 quite possibly. But you can... You can well, uh, some of those picks aren't until 25, 27. Mm. If some of those guys leave, they might be shit again in 27. They, they might. So it's the long game. It's definitely the long game. Look, I hope for your sake they are shit by then. And, and By 2025, 26, we hopefully have got a good pick in the next draft. We might start on our rise. Mm. And then if we can get a sneaky good little lottery pick. I don't know. I I think it's it's probably the best we could have got. Part of me thinks maybe we should have waited until the deadline and we could have got more with a team desperate to get him. That's what what I was thinking. But here's the thing. We would have won too many games. So we would have been in that middling kind of six to to 10 pick. You know what I mean? So they had to get rid of him this off season to ensure that we're shit enough to get a top three pick next season. So I think they're doing the right thing. I think they're doing the right thing. I think that's an absolute steal from Atlanta, quite frankly. I think they... I think they. Uh, well, maybe, they maybe. By a mile. But anyway, that's... Uh, yeah, well, if, if it was the best offer we were going to get and he wasn't going to stay and we didn't want to keep him to the deadline, I can understand why they did it. Yeah. Because no, we want to be shit from day one. We don't want to be shit from halfway through the season. Otherwise, as I say, we'll be in that middling pick range. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Or well, not middling, but, you know, yeah, six to ten-ish. M- middling like the first round is you're going to get back for him. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> 25 and 27 are a long way away. A long way away. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll blink and it'll be 2027. Yeah, oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> this is what yeah, yeah, of course. This is of what course. But Trey Young doesn't play defense and he's quite short. And if John Collins fucks off and if DeJounte doesn't stay, I don't know. That 27 pick might be good. Might Who be, knows? Might be. Time will tell. You are still going to win like the next five championships. Oh, look, and if they do, all power to them. I'm just, I'm just disappointed we didn't keep Landale because yeah. I suspect we'll trade Pirtle for a first rounder. I wouldn't be surprised if we get involved in the Russell Westbrook kind of will will take him on to get picks in a three or four way trade. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get rid of Doug McDermott as well, ideally for a first round or sort of picks. Do you know what I mean? You won't get a first round. No, probably not. But again, though, come deadline time, if a team's desperate, you just never know. Mm. The Derek White thing, we got a first rounder for him. I think we can get... I think he's a lot better than Doug McDermott. Yeah, he is. He is. I think we can get a first for Pirtle, though. First of hurdle, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I think, oh, yeah. So it would have been great if we kept Landau because he yeah. might have been our starting centre if we got rid of Pirtle. Yeah, you, it's you, interesting you, times. You might find with Pirtle and McDermott, you get like a, I don't know, a top 15 protected. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And you, they don't deserve more than that. No. Yeah, but they're still, we're, we're doing an OKC now. We're just a few years behind you. So we're accumulating yeah. all that. And you can look. You can trade two middling picks for a top five pick potentially to a team. Maybe. So it, it's just it's just really stockpiling that draft capital. Right. Ton of re-signs. Zion Williamson, Jean Morant, Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Darius Garland, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, all signed big extensions. With a couple of Supermaxes there too. Couple, couple of very interesting ones. I mean, look. What's your view on the Supermax? Like, does Bradley Beal deserve the Supermax? No. If, if you're running a team, do you want Bradley Beal as a Supermax player? Well, I saw somewhere that him, at, well, all of the seasons that he's been there, including the John Wall seasons, Washington hasn't won 50 games. Yeah, good player, bad team. Yeah, I, I don't think he deserves it, but I think Washington had to throw it at him because, well, I mean, did they? Maybe not. I know, did they? Yeah. I mean, could they have used him in a potential Durant trade? Durant grew up in, in, what, in the yeah, DC true. area or nearby Baltimore. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Look, there are guys in there. I mean, you would throw it at Ja Morant. I oh, yeah, definitely Morant. Definitely. New, Williamson. New, 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 I think New Orleans had to do that. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, they had did. to do that. Jokic, absolutely. Oh, of course. Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, probably. Like, there's, yeah, there's guys in there that you would. And it is different when you're small market. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have to overpay for when you're a small market. That's it. And look, we had some pretty decent sort of role players that have, that have re-upped as well. Anthony Simons, Lou Dort, Patty Mills, Mitchell Robinson, Ricky Rubio, Yusuf Nurkic, and Kevon Looney. Simons' numbers were pretty pretty impressive when he was playing. So that he could be an interesting, handy little player. I I can't I think it might have actually been, I think it was Robbie on the throwback hoops actually mentioned he plays like Good 10 games a season right at the end. Just enough, yeah, so right. So everyone yeah, thinks he's yeah. awesome and then he, and then he <laughs> yeah, does nothing. So, yeah, that's a yeah, good point. It's, it's interesting. But, Lou Dort, I like. They're all decent players. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, all about the figure, isn't it? I'm really? happy with Lou. Five years, 87 million. I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah, no, he's a defensive beast. He's yeah. really improved his three-point shooting. When Paddy Mills opted out in Brooklyn, I thought, oh, yeah, he's it's another leaving a sinking ship. But mm. no, it was just a renegotiation. Clever. He pro- well, he probably wants to stay with Ben, I guess. Well, let's, let's quickly talk about that. Yes. We were talking off air about this. We both think that Durant and Irving will stay. Uh, Durant, maybe. Durant, probably. Irving, I still think, could go to the Lakers. Yeah, I still think he could go to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't necessarily think would be a great trade on their part. Oh, who knows? But yeah, Durant, I mean, (laughs) apparently the Timberwolves. (laughs) Oh, this is a joke. I've I've got the note here, right? So Brooklyn asked for Towns, Edwards, and four draft picks for Durant, who's played 16 seasons. And look, he's still excellent, but he has had two Achilles injuries. Why the hell would you give six players? Like, that's just absurd. Would you do Durant for Edwards and two draft picks? No, I wouldn't, I don't think. Mm. I think Edwards has star potential. I agree. I, I I wouldn't trade any guy that has star or superstar potential under the age of 27. I absolutely would not involve in a deal with a bloke that's what closer to 37 you know like uh, no i'm with you entirely yeah I, 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 I think they might find that he's harder to trade than maybe they thought he was and obviously they've given away so many draft picks when you think about the kg and pierce days and then when prokhorov came on and then and now it's new ownership again and then they gave up so many picks for james harden and he lasted five minutes what a fucking shit show hey mm. like yeah, it's a disaster. It, it? Oh, it's. I mean, the funny thing is, though, they could still come out of it okay. They still have a decent core even without Durant, potentially. But it'll be really interesting. Uh, maybe maybe a team gets panicked at the deadline. But, yeah, just bloke signing. I've said it before. Bloke signing four, four or five-year extensions and then wanting to piss off after one season. Yeah. They paid him $40 million to rehab when he didn't play a fucking game. Oh, look, it's, it's no secret what my thoughts are on, on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. yeah. a horrible person. TJ Warren signing there as well is quite interesting. That sort of gives him a little bit more bit more toughness, a little bit more scoring. Yeah, no, that wasn't interesting. He he obviously has barely played in the last two seasons, rebroke the same foot, I think, yeah. in back-to-back years. So but we saw what he can do in that that little bubble. Oh, that's a good situation for him. I think that's his that's his way to kind of probably get his next contract. And if he thinks that Kyrie and Durant won't be there, he could be relied on heavily as a scorer. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a canny little move for him. Yeah. While we're on Brooklyn, Midlife Vertical on Twitter. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I haven't verified it. But he said that Vince Carter and Akeem Olajuwon played more games together, <laughs> 47, than Durant and Irving, which I think I, was 44. I still can't look at Hakeem Olajuwon in a Toronto Raptors jersey. It just doesn't. It's, look yeah, like, it's weird, isn't that, it? That purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, I fancy that. That eh? is weird. <laughs> That's really weird. That's great, though. Yeah, far out. What a shit show. All right, we've got a couple of other ones to get to. Rudy Gobert. 
This this is a weird one. So they've traded Gobert to the Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Pat Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and Leandro Balmaro. Utah will get unprotected first round picks from the Wolves in 2023, 2025, and 2027. It's a weird one for me. Well, and apparently they were considering this deal for DeJounte. So I'm kind of pissed off that that we maybe I would have probably uh, I don't know whose picks do you prefer Atlantis or, or Minnesota's but yeah. yeah oh look I'm amazed at this this is it's a huge price to pay I mean this is the sort of trade you'd maybe expect for Durant not for a bloke that's kind of fairly limited offensively I know if he's in the dunkest body he shoots at a high percentage but do you know he actually has the best offensive yeah rating, rating yeah I have heard that of all time. I have heard that but, but again it's dunker spot and it's you know he's, he's not averaging 30 a game he's the wrong side of 30 yep it, you, you're right like he doesn't have any real offense outside of about seven feet yep he is very very good as basically like an on-ball def- well I say he's, he's a good on-ball defender unless the guy's out in the perimeter. Well, in that's the, right. In the post. In the post, he's, he's And he's a rim protector. Yeah. He's, he's a stifle tower for a reason. Yeah, one, yeah. Of, one of the best the game's ever seen. But yeah. if you put him on a, a guy who has a little bit... If you put him on Carl Anthony Towns, for example, who thankfully he doesn't have to do now, Cat's going to get around him every time. Yeah, it's, it's that's a weird pairing. It is. It's not like Duncan and Robinson at the Spurs or... or... He's, he's going to turn into Dirk Nowitzki, basically, Cat. He's going to be... Well, shooting. yeah, I think he will. Yeah, and maybe that maybe it'll work. I mean, the NBA is becoming a, a long, lean, big man shooting kind of league. So maybe it will work. But I don't think... That's a huge price to pay when you're not in a championship window. Correct. And their superstar or superstar in waiting is... He's only 21. So again, I talked about timelines before... And windows, I'm a big thing about windows. So anyone that listens to us enough will have heard me use that phrase so many times. They're not in the window. No. So why are they giving up all this stuff? Like, so so counterpoint, I heard, I think his name's John Krasinski on, on the Low Post podcast. And he said, look, what people need to realize is, is that some teams, are, like the Lakers and the Timberwolves are very different teams, right? Lakers can attract free agents. They always have championship aspirations even if it's okay maybe not this season but in a season or two we can get back really quick Timberwolves totally different very cold can't attract free agents have been just shit like really mediocre one of the worst teams in NBA history when you look at how many playoffs they've made all that sort of shit right and he said look this new ownership they just they want to establish a winning culture so even if this doesn't yield them a championship, if this can yield them five consecutive playoff appearances, they can start to build that winning culture. And as Anthony Edwards does get into his kind of prime in the next five, six years, maybe that culture's established a bit. Maybe those draft picks won't be that good anyway. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they will be in the, the I don't know, bottom five, bottom eight of, of the first round. Hmm. So I can see the logic in that sense. And I do understand a little bit more now, now, hearing that but it still seems like such a big price to pay doesn't it it does interesting source there from you as well jim halpert from the office no 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 just the same name <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like is, is there something no, no, no. <laughs> okay different then. spelling fair, fair enough now moving on malcolm brogdon we we did briefly touch this the the indiana pace is sending brogdon to the celtics for daniel tice Aaron Neesmith, a 2023 first rounder. Yeah, this this trade, again, this is another one. I mean, obviously, Indiana are probably trying to bottom out quite badly, which is, again, it's interesting that you would trade for someone like Halliburton and then bottom out so badly. But uh, Boston giving up basically nothing. Daniel Tice didn't really even play in the finals. Neesmith played 
probably all of about 20 minutes in the finals. Yeah, I do like Neesmith. He's still very young and yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a good deal for the Celtics. Yeah, it's a great And deal. they are in a window. So that they need to make these moves to to keep that window open. Well, this allows them to move Marcus Smart across to the point guard position potentially, or you can kind of, they, they can kind, They're of, both combo, kind yeah. of alternate. Yeah, yeah. But again, it gives you another elite, elite defender out there. So Smart and, and Brogdon, probably two of the best perimeter defenders that they've got out and there. And Derek White's no no slouch either. Derek White's so, so there's a there's a decent chance they'll be a better team next season. And there's some talk that they might approach the Spurs for Pirtle. And Pirtle could be yeah. a good big man for them too. Williams and Pirtle, I mean, I think you could win a championship with those as your bigs. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Williams averaged 2.8 blocks a game in that He was excellent, series. wasn't he? I love, he's one of my favorite. I love watching yeah. him play. He, he's a guy who knows his role and yeah. does not care. Like, yeah. I'll, yeah. So I, I, I really like that trade. I, I mean, we know what each team's trying to do. Yeah. It, yep. it, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, last one quickly, Jalen Brunson, four-year, $104 million deal with the Knicks. Yeah, it's, it's probably right, I think. I think we, we need to remember the cap keeps going up. Oh, yeah. The cap, There's a new deal coming not too far around the corner. The cap will go up again then. Hey, they might bring in a couple of teams. Vegas? True. Seattle again? I think you've got to bring in two to keep it odds and evens. The you know. Cookamonga clowns? Or <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, but hey, we could have a 32-team league around the time of the next deal. So the cap will go up. That'd be good. Then the playoffs can expand even further. Well... <laughs> Make the top 24 teams play. <laughs> But hey, they'd have to. Who knows? Minnesota could move east. Yeah. Well, they don't move at all. But as far as the yeah, conferences should, are concerned, like should, when you look at a map should, and you yeah. see Minnesota in the Western Conference, you kind of scratch yeah, your head, really, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a weird one." Yeah. Look, you're right. The number I think makes sense if you're sort of talking about what's that? Twenty six million dollars a year. He had a very, very good final series, very good season as well. I'll say not finals, playoffs. playoffs yeah, yeah. But um, look, it makes sense. His dad is on the coaching staff with the Knicks, so. It makes sense. He probably wants to be with his family a little bit more. I think it's a worst kept secret. This this has yeah. been on the cards for twelve months. Yeah, this wasn't a wage bomb. Yeah, <laughs> not not. A, not at all, not at all. But interestingly, the first player in NBA history to sign a one hundred million dollar deal with a new team, despite never being an all star. Well, I think he's going to be good. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with the likes of RJ Barrett. Yeah, I think they can coexist. You, know, you think? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Brunson Brunson can play point. Two lefties in the same backcourt. <laughs> I wonder if that's ever happened before. Be a fun I, I imagine it would have, but it would be pretty rare. Yeah. Man, yeah. Manu Ginobili and Roni Marker. Well, he no, he he did not start very often. No, he didn't have that. <laughs> <Yeah. point>. Touche. <laughs> Chris Bowen was... I was going to say, I can't think of yeah. any other lefties on the Spurs except for like David Robinson, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be many. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's another episode. It is, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, look, lots going on. Obviously, the Durant thing will be the big talking point. Yeah, I think Brooklyn should be under no obligation to, I think, fuck that guy. We paid you $40 million to sit on the bench and do nothing. We bent over backwards to bring in that prick James Harden. Like, fuck you. Send him to Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, like, just get the best deal you can. If he doesn't like the team, screw him. And, hey, let him sit out if he wants. It's a business. Let him do a John Wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Hey, like, this is not been a give and take relationship there's been a lot more take on his side and so now i think the franchise can do a bit of taking fuck him yeah so between that and obviously the Kyrie irving russell westbrook whoever else is involved in that trade yeah yeah should be a very very fun couple of weeks. yeah well i think that will be a three or four four team trade so i don't think westbrook will end up on the on the nets oh well talk of five you won't could who knows <laughs> just, just nuts. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. nuts quick random stat to finish up with Obviously, a lot of us have probably heard the whole LeBron averages 27, 7, and 7 for his career, but he's never had a 27, 7, and 7 game. 
Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Did you know, though, that Michael Jordan averaged 30.6 rebounds and five assists a game for his career, but never had a 36 and five game? Kobe averaged 25, five and five for his career, and never had a 25, five and five game. Wow. So there you go. A lot of numbers. Very yeah, good. mean mode and median. You're taking me back to uh, primary school maths. You do a primary school, did you? Well, I suppose you probably did, actually. Yeah, yeah. initially. Uh, a couple of other quick things for me as well. So speaking of random stats, WNBA's Sabrina Ionescu had the first 30-point triple-double, 31-13 and 10-7 of 8 from beyond the arc. Yeah. And then did you see Isaiah Thomas, like, tweeting about Jordan and, you know, they've had that feud, well, it goes back 30-odd years now. Yeah, because of them freezing him out of the All-Star game. Yeah, well, so this is the quote, right? So, so and I quote, Stop lying. This story is not factual or accurate. Tell the truth, man. Dr. J, Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Sidney Moncrief and I did not freeze you out. If memory serves me correct, I was injured for most of the second half and Bird had a broken nose. Magic and Samson dominated the game. I don't believe a word that comes out of Isaiah's mouth, quite frankly. Well, I suspect they're both probably narcissists. They're both both Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But guess what? One of them's got six championships. The other one's only got two. And one of the greatest... Quarters in NBA Finals history on a dud leg. Yeah, that's in true. fairness. Isaiah did do yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. And they still lost. That's amazing. I footage, was, that's yeah. Anyone that hasn't seen that footage, it's on YouTube. I implore you to watch it. It's the one foot step back fade away off like in the corner. 25 odd feet. Oh, it's impressive. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Amazing stuff. Time to talk a bit of tennis, Shuit. Look, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a hell of a lot. I've been enjoying the shit show more than the on court stuff with the press conference. Oh, I thought you meant the final since pass. Uh, touche. We, we only got a few. They, they were a bit soft, though. They were a bit, uh, they were a bit soft. <laughs> oh, God. According to Nick. <sighs> another Grand Slam, another bunch of crazy stories. Oh, yeah. This, this has been a really, really good championship. I've enjoyed, I've watched a lot of this. I've been up till all hours of the morning following this. But yeah, no, it's like Serena Williams being knocked out in the first round yeah. for the first time ever at Wimbledon. Crazy. She, she did retire in the first round last year, but that's not a loss for me. No, no, yeah, retire's different. Yeah. But like in terms of fi- games that are finalised, yeah, that's the first time. Yep. Then you've got Alejandra Davidovich for Kina. This guy was down match point and smashed a ball out of the court, was hit with a point penalty to lose the match. Oh. Why would you even put yourself in that situation? It's true. I don't understand. And this Do you is- reckon it was... Oh, it's there. Yeah. And then they need to actually do that a lot more because a lot of players are doing that. Like Stefano Sitsipas hit one into the crowd and hit a fan and didn't get defaulted. Well, that's right. That was a joke. Which Kyrgios went off about. And and he's right. It's a joke. Well, he was trying to hit Kyrgios too. I mean, if Kyrgios Kyrgios did that, he would have got... Oh, of course. They wouldn't have even thought about it. Oh, yeah. No, of course. But um, but I must admit, like, Davidovich for Kena, like one of his previous matches, he was leading the seven seed Hubert Herkax. Two sets to love, 5-3, 40 love on serve. Wow. Lost the third set, ended up winning the fifth set tiebreak to win the match. I mean, roller coaster. Of yeah, tournament. yeah, that's an interesting, uh, yeah. Wow. But look, we've got a lot of things to talk about here, so we'll try and get through it as quickly as we can. Got to start with Rafael Nadal, this whole uh, abdomen issue. So he's retired with a seven millimeter tear in his abdomen the day after a typically gritty five-set win over Taylor Fritz of America. I have to ask this again. Do these tournaments need to be allowing for the lucky loser? Yeah, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? It's it's just such a shame that you would have an empty semi-final. <sighs> Second round, eh, yeah. Semi-final. You don't want an empty semi-final. See, I'm of the opinion that it shouldn't matter when it is. I, I don't think you want empty games ever. Well, no, well, no. Yeah, yeah, sure, like, sure. Like, like you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is not a great look. 
And of course, everyone's losing their shit. But yeah, like for me, walkovers there, they're horrible no matter what part of the tournament they happen in. So why not just say to these guys, look, you know, Taylor, you can see he's clearly injured. Maybe just hang around for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get you a sightseeing tour of, of London or wherever you want, or, or even of Wimbledon if you want. Like, yeah, yeah. Stay you can close go and play croquet with, yeah. with uh, Novak's. Yeah. Stay, stay close by. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, hats off to Nadal for winning the match under those circumstances. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. He was yeah. basically just rolling the serves in and then yeah. relying on getting around the yeah. court. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine that would have been incredibly painful. Mm. Yeah. It, it's it's not a great look and it's a shame. It is a shame. So do you think any of the blame on this falls on Rafa? No, no, no. You play to win. Yeah, you've got to play to win. No, no, I've got no problem with that. No, I've got no problem with that. Even though there's no rankings points attached, which is its own yeah. controversy. No, he's a competitor. My, my thoughts on this basically are he doesn't know how he's going to pull up the next day. Exactly. And until you know the full extent of the injury. Exactly. He hasn't been diagnosed yet. Yeah. yeah he yeah. doesn't know if he can play. I mean, exactly. Obviously, when you hear, I mean, seven millimeters doesn't sound like much, but oh, that would be excruciating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Abdominal. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. Until you know, until you've spoken to doctors after the fact and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, moving on to Nick Kyrgios, who I guess is the other part of this drama. How was it poor? Is it Tom Yalovic? How do you say her name? Eileen Tom Yalovic. Yeah, yeah. How, the first question she got in a presser, <sighs> like, fucking hell. Yeah. Didn't even ask her about the match. She was just into a quarterfinal, and that's the question you get. Yeah, fucking it's ridiculous, hell. isn't it? Kyrgios makes his first Grand Slam final. Very interesting draw for him. We mentioned Stefano Tsitsipas. He handled him very comfortably. Yeah, because he was soft. Yes, that's Apparently. true. Yeah. Filip Krasnovic, he's smashed him as well. Beat three unseeded players along the way. People are saying that it's unjustified him making the finals. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, you can say you had a soft, what, are the Golden State Warriors unjustified making the finals because they didn't play yes. Phoenix? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, that's absurd. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, absurd. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, so, okay, sometimes you have a soft run in. I'm sure if you look at, at winners of all the Grand Slams in history, I'm sure there's been people that benefited from... You've oh, you've done it already. Well, Nathan, oh, I'm giving you a, I'm giving you the the set, and you can spike it. You have, and I'll tell you what, it is very interesting that no one seems to be mentioning these. 1992 Australian Open, Jim Courier had a run of five unseeded players to the semi-final, and then Richard Krajicek had to withdraw because of a shoulder injury, and he won the final over Stefan Edberg. Yeah, okay. So who was no slouch? No, no. He, he was actually very good. Well, he, yeah, he was yeah. the number one seed. Yeah, at that yeah, stage. yeah, yeah. But you consider the fact that he's had that walkover, all that extra rest. Yeah, exactly. And what happens? He comes out and wins it. So I thought that was quite interesting. No asterisk next to that one, though. So you know. Well, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we've become asterisk obsessed in the last twenty years, and it's. I mean, yeah. And I can go even further with this one as well. The player that Courier beat in the quarterfinals, Amos Mansdorf of Israel made it through because Aaron Crickstein retired in the fifth set of their match because he had nausea and exhaustion. Yeah, right. So there's been other ones like that. The 1966 Australian Open women's final was a walkover. Yeah, that's a shame. Fucking final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Margaret Smith of Australia beat Nancy Ritchie of America. Ritchie had a knee injury, couldn't play in the final. That was the year after Smith beat Brazilian Maria Bueno in, in the final of the Australian Open in 65. Bueno had to retire in the third set. Oh, no, not so bueno for her. No, no bueno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No asterisks there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the question is, do you think people are making a big deal out of this only because of oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even need to finish your question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And look, he's a villain. Did you notice that on Twitter, the official Wimbledon Twitter is a picture of Nick Curios? Wow. So clearly he's helping the game. Of course he is. People love villains. 
And look, I think it's a bit more pantomime than kind of. It's a guy wearing the wrong shoes. Yeah. It's a guy calling someone Ooh, soft. Red. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like it's it's oh, very no. pantomimey. It's yeah. so I, I actually kind of want him to win. Oh, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mostly, I've never been a massive fan, but mostly because he's playing Novak Djokovic. Well, yeah, well, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want him to win. Yeah, that's but true. I, but I do. Yeah, I, I love the way he goes about it. I mean, yes, okay, he loses his way. He tanked the the end of the fourth set against uh, what was his name? Brandon Nakashima of America. Just because he was like, well, my record in the fifth sets are pretty good. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to get to the, the fifth set and win, which he did. He's but... probably out partying every night oh. too. And yeah. No, I don't think he does anymore. No, doesn't he? He's got a miss. Serious it, girlfriend now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think he's just kind of like, right, I can actually win one here. I need to focus. On yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and as you and I have been chatting about this throughout the last week or so, it seems to be breaking for him. All the, all the stars are aligning. It is. And shit happens sometimes. As you did, you looked at those, like, yeah. Not all Grand Slams are created equal. No. Some people have to toil. Some people have an easier run. This is sport. This is sport. You still got to win the fucking games. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't buy into any asterisk talk. I think it's absurd. Now, okay, I'm going to hit you with one asterisk that I think is actually okay. legitimately worth discussing, and it's this whole Russia thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. First, I guess straight off the bat, what are your thoughts about they've banned Russian and Belarusian players from playing? What are your thoughts? It's so tricky when either players or fans get kind of punished for what their countries are doing geopolitically. And that, gee, there's some crazy shit going on at the moment. Mm. We've had the, we weren't going to talk about it, but I am now. <laughs> the Shinzo Abe assassination, like, holy shit, the world is a pretty fucked up place at the moment. But like, yeah, look, the Ukraine stuff, it's terrible. But do you, do you ban the players? And I think you distinguish it from the Olympics too, where there was a systematic doping kind of scandal. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's it, it is apples and oranges. I think it's a bit harsh on the players. I think it's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So all right, here are the players we're missing on the men's side. You've got Daniel Medvedev, who is number one or two in the world, basically depending on the week. Andre Rublev, top ten player, and yeah, making his way into that yeah. kind of top five. Yeah, yeah. Karen Kachinov and Aslan Karatsev, top 20, 30 players as well. In the women's, you've got three top 20 players. You've got Arena Sabalenka and Victoria Azarenka of Belarus, and you've got the Russian Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. They are three very, very group, like top quality players. And now we have two first-timers in the final again. Well, I'll get to them in a yeah, second. Yeah. And that, but this is the question. Is it their fault that Vladimir Putin is a psychopath? Yeah, well, no. No, I don't think so. I, I, unless they're sitting there going, yeah, we hate Ukraine as well. It's like, mm, then, then you would maybe sort of go, right, Yeah, well, there was that. Was it BMX rider or, or yeah, 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 yeah? So there have been cases. So there have been, yeah, yeah. It's but, it's tough. So you mentioned the women's final, and this is where it does get interesting. So you've got Ons Jabeur from Tunisia, who is the first time finalist. The other first time finalist is Alina Rybakina or Rybakina, depending on how you pronounce it. She was actually born in Moscow, mm. and she switched federations from Russia to Kazakhstan in 2018, mm. meaning that she's represented Kazakhstan for four years, but Russia for five. Why is she exempt? Yeah, from well, and this you're right. This is where the arbitrariness seems to seep in a bit. Mm, like, yeah. why is it just because she doesn't have the RUS next to her name, or, or you know, whatever Belarus is on BLR? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Why is it that she's different? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I say, it's a shame when when the players and the fans get punished for what their governments are doing. Mm. And I, I read this really interesting tweet from John Wertheim, who sums it up perfectly. And I quote. 
Skunk at the Garden Party Division. Wimbledon bans Russians and then a player born in Moscow who trained in Russia and took Kazakh funding only four years ago sits two sets from winning the title. Yes, her decamping could be spun as repudiation, but this, at a minimum, is awkward. Yeah, yeah, well, she'll probably win. She'll probably win. She'd be a bloody good chance. Yeah. I mean, Jabur is the third seed, so she's not a bad player. But I just mean fate. Fate will probably say yeah. she wins so that we all have a, another scandal to talk about, mm. you know. And it's, look, it's tough. I mean, all of this stuff going on, it has been a really successful Wimbledon. There have been some phenomenal matches, you know, the usual two sets to love down, comebacks, all that sort of stuff. But it, it is, it's hard. It's human nature that we focus on this stuff rather than being able to potentially celebrate, you know, celebrate Djokovic winning his 21st, you know, which is a, an amazing achievement. Should potentially, he win yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Nick Kyrgios winning his, his first. first. Yeah, yeah. In the women's, as you said, the first there as well. You've got... You know, the potential of Matt Ebden and I can't remember who's playing with him in the in the doubles. That's a real disappointment. But um, yeah, look, there's there's a lot of Aussies that have done really well in this. And you know, it's, it is. It's a shame that this stuff sort of drags it down. Anyway. So a little bit going on in the cricket world, Stewie. We're kind of quickly running out of time. We want to record more episodes today. So we'll smash through this a little bit, I think. It's unlike us to go over in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to normal. Yeah. No, look, Aussies in Sri Lanka. An interesting tour at the moment. Uh, look, Sri Lanka did very well in the in the ODIs, beat us 3-2. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, pretty key moment, actually, in the second one. Australia leading one nothing, bowl Sri Lanka out for 220 and then get bowled out for 189. That was pretty disappointing. But uh, a couple of really nice ones. Nisanka had a 137 in game three. Asalanka had a 110 in the, the fourth game to clinch the series. Sri Lanka played well. And I can't remember if it was the reaction to the end of the ODIs or the T20s where like Australia got like a standing ovation and people were wearing yellow and had banners and placards. And who was it? I think it was Davey Warner was like, we're not used to this. We're used to being the villains. Yeah. We are not used to the opposition, but obviously because of everything. And it's it's tricky, isn't it? Knowing what's going on in Sri Lanka. It's so hard to know. Like, I don't know. It's probably bringing in tourism money. So it's probably a good thing. There was that fucking, did you see the stadium? One of the stadiums had the seating collapse. There was a delay because it was collapsed seating. I didn't see that. I saw the massive collapse. I think that was that bullfight in Colombia. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, the entire half of the yikes. stadium basically fell down. Yikes, a bunch of people uh, didn't make it there. That was rough. Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, that was that famous one in the soccer in England all those years well, ago. Well, there was one at Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, it? that's probably the one, might yeah. be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think it is, it is great for the country right now. They need a distraction. Obviously, their government is falling apart they're on the verge of bankruptcy yeah well that's right they're, if they're, they're already there yeah their economy is in big trouble and, and and this is a country we've said many a times we hold very close to our heart oh love can't wait to visit again the, just beautiful people yeah, wonderful place some of the yeah. nicest people and one, yeah. one of the most picturesque places oh, to travel you know yeah. we did a little bit of traveling on the trains and, and yeah you saw more than me unfortunately because i got there later than you but but i'd love to go to candy i mean it sounds amazing yeah, yeah. i'd love to do a, just a trip around the whole place anyway yeah yeah so yes obviously great for them Australia did win the the T20s um, 2-1 but look the tests are kind of where we we get most I guess most excited about we like to watch the long form well yeah definitely yeah yeah definitely definitely and and it's always a bit dicey in spinning countries even if they are undermanned because of COVID and shit like yeah like how are we going to play the spin but in the first test we bowled spin pretty bloody well to finish. Yeah. Travis Head. Tra- Travis Neurolithera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, he wasn't chucked. Well, yeah, that's what I've got as well. <laughs> this is one of those things. A shout out to Woody, his app description in the, the chat that we have. And it was an absolute dust bowl. 
yeah, Sri yeah, yeah, yeah. As so often is in Sri Lanka and India, yeah. It yeah. is. So Sri Lanka in the second innings, they lost 10 for 76 and six for 18 at one stage. Yeah, it collapses. Not great. And no. it left the Aussies with a target of five. Took David Warner four balls after he sort of missed the first two. Uh, well, he had sore bollocks. Well, <laughs> well this, is, this is what I was going to say. The highlight of the entire match... Travis Head bowls his beautiful delivery to get rid of Jeffrey Vandersay. He's turned it back a country mile. It's hit the top of middle and leg. David Warner's standing at leg slip, and the bail has come flying off, hit him square in the dick weller. Oh, it was great uh, pun there. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah, oh, uh, if you, you couldn't replicate that if you tried. Nah, it's just one all. of those funny things. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, lucky he's already got a couple of kids. Yeah, this is true. He can stop me. Now, in control of the second test, funnily enough, both of them played at goal. Yeah, well, probably because of the issues with mm. the economy and what the unrest and yeah, Just, yeah, 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 yeah. So Australia five for two ninety eight overnight, all out three sixty four. Steve Smith's first ton in about forty five years. Yeah, it feels that nice. way, doesn't it? Yeah, eighteen yeah. months. But... Yeah, but not out score was good though too. Mm. And everyone's talking about Joe Root, and Joe Root has been amazing, by mm. the way. But Steve Smith's had, I think, what seventy? I want to say seventy one less innings. For the same amount of tons. Yeah, exactly. So there's a significant... England's played a lot of test cricket, a lot more test cricket than us over the last three years, yeah. And a lot at home as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, good 145 not out, minus Labuschagne, 107. At worst, it's looking like a draw. At, at current time, it's one for 30 in reply for Sri Lanka. So you just... Never My know. gut says we'll win this one, but it will be interesting to see. I mean, yeah. Sri Lanka could be all out for 75 by the time we, we turn Well, as I say, they do have some COVID some issues with blokes not being able to play. True. So, yeah, they're, they're a bit undermanned. True, true. Now, the other one, a real weird one, India in England. Yes. I did not realise what had actually happened in this one. So they got... The, the world record. Is that no, what you No. This was the fifth test of a series and the fourth test was played in September last year. Oh, okay. I did not realise this. No, so, well, I, we probably did and forgotten. So India couldn't field a team for the fifth test because of COVID. And with all the other commitments going on, the fifth test was played 10 months later. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Isn't it just? I mean, it's one of those things that had they not brought in the World Test Championship, yeah. you'd have to assume. You'd so they've it. kind of had to play it because yeah. of the worst. Yeah, but that's that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so India absolutely dominated this one early, but they uh, they poked the best, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, you're full of puns I've got, I've got a couple. Yeah, yeah. So Johnny Bairstow, 106 in the first dig, 114 not out in the second. Joe Root, 142 not out. England chased down, as you mentioned, a record score for them, 378. That uh, thankfully beat the nine for 362 that they made in the Ben Stokes test in 2019. Uh, yes, yes. So that's officially off the record. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah, but I did want to have a laugh at the expense of a guy who makes me hate my name from time to time. Oh, this is this was the record I was thinking of when I mentioned the oh, record. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brody had an absolute shocker in the he first. Sure series. did. He sure did. He gave up a thirty-five run over. Yep. That actually should have probably been more. Yeah, well, only a single at the end. Well, not lift even, your game. Well, not even so much that. Yeah, it's just stay on strike, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Jasper and Bumrus. Yeah, eight ball over with a couple of uh, noes as well there. That that's what's crazy about it though. Like this wasn't to Rishad Pant or Ravi Jadeja. This was to Jasper Bumrah. Yeah. an average of seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can swing them though. He can, but it goes four four wides, six no balls, a four that should have been a no ball because it was above waist height. Right. That's where I'm meaning it should have yeah, been. Yeah, right, more. right, right. 
then goes four, four, six, and the anticlimactic one to end the over. And now that you say it, I remember watching the footage and going, "Oh, that's a that's a, a waste time." Yeah, yeah, I Absolutely. forgot about that. But now that you mention it, yeah, yeah. So that could easily have been a forty run over. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Absolute bunch of pies punctuated with a pretty bloody good Yorker at the end. <laughs> How was the other one? And I wish I could remember who it was. I didn't take note, but uh, the one where the balls hit the middle of the the non-striker's bat. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then popped up. So as I said to you, that's the first ever well-hit straight drive caught at mid-off. Yeah, it was weird. Because it wasn't like you can miss time one to mid-off, but and it was a beautiful was a, straight drive. Well, he was a whitish yeah. as well. It wasn't even like he was a straightish mid-off. Yeah, he was yeah. Wide, so... Yeah, that was a that was a really really weird one. Right? Again, it was like the the uh, the Dickweller, you know, yeah. some stuff you could try again a hundred times and you wouldn't exactly. be able to. Yeah. But I have to say, I, I said this a little while back. Johnny Bairstow has to be in that test team. Yeah, well, I I think you're probably right. Yeah. I, I could not understand why he. I mean, okay, yes, he was injured. I I get that, but as soon as he's fit, he has to be a walk up for that team. Yeah, the the trick the trick is you do want a guy you you want specialist glovemen. Well, I I got no. He can play as a batter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's made two tons in the same test. Like, he's clearly got the skills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've seen him do it a number of times. Very dangerous guy once he's in. Yeah. Oh yeah, you pick apart an attack. It's great to see. Yeah, it really is. Oh, we'll keep smashing through footy. I. I haven't watched a lot in the last couple of weeks. I categorically do not give a fuck about this season. Yeah, well, and it's not just because West Coast is shit. Okay? That would play a part, though. But, yeah, but yeah. I like. But I, but my mate made a really good point. Like you've got aging players, you do want to enjoy seeing them while you still can. I'm still watching it, but I'm just yeah. I'm not enjoying yeah, it, like yeah. any of the games really. How's this? Ever since they had the shortened quarters a few years ago, games. They feel so fucking long they now. They do. They feel so long. Like my girlfriend was watching the Swans Dogs with me last night and she's like, yeah, I, you can watch the last quarter yourself. Yeah. I'm going to go and watch the Good Doctor or whatever it was. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't help that it was a blowout. Yeah, yeah, true. Which yeah, played a part. Definitely, definitely. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm finding it really hard to watch. You know, the stand rule, the descent rule, the running too far rule. There was a running too far in your game last Dylan night. Dylan oh, I think it was there. He ran 11 steps. Oh, was it? Well, yeah, but he basically ran from the 50 meter. I, yeah. When, when you see guys taking the kick out that run to like 35 meters out and don't get called for it, I'm sorry. I got no time for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think he, I think they kind of had, to, it's a shame because it would have been um, Heaney's fifth goal because it was an absolute gimme. He just had to pass it off a little bit earlier. I, I've said it before and yeah. I'll say it again. Just get rid of the bounce. It doesn't matter, it's not relevant anymore. Oh, I don't know. I like the bounce. I don't think it's right. I think you're like, Mickey McGuan. Even Blakey had a couple of really cool bounces in that game last night. One that kind of defied the laws of physics, actually. Yeah. It was almost as if he was bouncing a round ball. I just, but, yeah. I just don't get excited for a bounce. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, it doesn't have the same effect it used to. We're in a game that's moving that quickly. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'll disagree. You, I'll agree to disagree on that one. You don't but. often get enough opportunities to run that far anyway. So, like, if they can't get it right, then... Why, yeah, why have it? That's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm well in agreement on the stand rule and the and the, the descent, uh, descent yeah, stuff. All that stuff's rubbish. The descent, although uh, part of me just, feels like it's tailed off a little bit, but the other part of me remembers that I'm only watching two or three games a week rather than four or five. So, but, but that's the issue. You know, I saw a blatant one in the Geelong game where uh, Tom Hawkins was had we had a free kick paid against him. I can't remember what it was for. But he gets up and he puts the arms up. And yeah, so that right. was an automatic 50. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Of yeah, weeks, a month so. ago. So, yeah, yeah. So, I, I just don't understand. There's, they, there's no consistency around any of these rules. 
I just think it's a joke. And that's why I can't watch it anymore. I just don't find it interesting. What do you think of the Thursday night games? Uh, no. Yeah. Tried them, didn't work. Yeah, they, I, they ruined my tips. Yes, yep. And... I mean, yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. It's a weekend sport for me. Yeah. Brings the tip reminder a day forward. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, we won't go into that. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I must admit, yeah, I'm the same. Like when I'm, oh, I'm watching footy. Cool. It must be the weekend. Oh no, it's Thursday. Yeah. Great. I've got another day of work. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and for me, I don't finish work till 5.30. That's assuming I finish on time. <laughs> so it's half time before I even get to watch generally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only reason I saw the full game yesterday is because I had annual leave. Mm. Not for fun reasons either, mm. but just quickly, in that Swans Dogs match, Vince Regari was the only journalist in that presser. Wow. The only guy in the whole room. Like, I know it was cold and the crowd was a bit less than usual, but... I bet Bevo was probably happy with that. <laughs> Didn't want any part of... Yeah, no kidding. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're done. He's a man on the hot seat right They're now. done. Yeah. How's this? They have never made the finals the year after they made the grand final. Ever. Wow. Every single time the dogs have made the granny, including the years they won, they've missed the finals the year after. Wow. They were saying it in commentary last night. I think it was BT. That's insane. Yeah. Nuts. Okay. Yeah. Assuming he was right, of course. I didn't fact check oh, it. Oh, look, BT's well, a pretty, yeah. pretty reliable source. And yeah. he would have had somebody doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Stat so. man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the stat man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. The thing I do find really interesting, though, probably the only interesting thing is there's just there's pretty much no form line right now yes the only two teams that have win streaks of more than one at the moment now admittedly there's a couple of teams that are on a one game winning streak that will probably win later this round and the pies had a scare today nearly lost to north nearly lost to north so it's, yeah. it's collingwood and geelong are the only two geelong as you mentioned before are probably the favorites right they're now. they're my pick yeah I, um, I picked them over melbourne i was happy i got that one i didn't realize that Courtney was playing there you go i still probably would have picked them at home but yeah yeah it's it's weird and so you know you look at a team like melbourne who looked like runaway favorites all of what a couple of months ago they're now two and four in their last six games their last six games for the season get this port adelaide and alice springs now keep in mind port are playing good again but but not only that melbourne don't actually play to very well yeah right they had two games there in 2019 they lost to adelaide and west coast yeah that's when they used to sell games there i think Oh, yeah, that's to true. To try and keep, yeah. 2020, they beat St Kilda by three points. They didn't play there last year, and they haven't. So they haven't played since. All of a sudden, that Port Adelaide game looks a little bit. Oh nice. yeah, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide are not the same team they were at the start of the season. It looks. They're more nice. like the team they've been the last couple of seasons, mm. where they've been kind of on the top four kind of fringe. Mm. Yeah, the team you'd pick for a premiership, maybe. Well, they didn't. Well, <laughs> they, they did make the prelim that year. <laughs> Don't you make the prelim? I have to every time because. Do you want me to replay the the Golden State Warriors uh, sound effect again? What Golden State Warriors thing? <laughs> that's a big call for a team that's got Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney starting for at least the first half of the season. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, not well. Aston answered your honour. What what do, you, what do you think their ceiling is? I think sixth. Wow. So you think best case scenario is six? Yep. No, no way. I really do. No. Ah, yes, that one. Okay, yeah. (laughs) The next five games, though, Western Bulldogs, Fremantle away, Collingwood, Carlton at the G, and Brisbane at the Gabba. I mean, there's no guarantee that... Oh, no, that's a good tune-up heading into the final. Look, Gorn injury was big. Yeah, but... He's back now. I'm a bit worried about him, to be honest. Oh, look, there's no no guarantee. How many teams can win it? 
Well, this is the thing. You asked me this a few weeks ago, and I think really now you can go one of two ways. You can say Geelong's pretty much the only team that can win it, or you can say, well, it's actually opened up even further. Yeah, now. see, I tend, to, I tend to think it's contracted. I think probably four teams, Geelong, Melbourne, Frio, and Brisbane. Like the, the Swans clearly aren't the team I thought we were. Yeah. Very inconsistent. And look, we do have a lot of young guys. I mean, I think we have a very good balance of age on the list, but but maybe the youth and the inconsistency has... Jesus, it's been frustrating to be a Swans fan this season, to be honest. But You're probably right. I mean, yeah. Collingwood are not in particularly great form at the moment, even though they've won six in a row. They've won a lot of oh, games. Oh, but they're not a premiership contender. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, yeah. They're, they're building to try and be a premiership contender in a couple of years, probably. But like back-to-back wins over North Melbourne and Gold Coast by less than a less goal. Less than a goal, yeah. You know, they're, they're GWS by 11. Like they, they haven't been winning too many games convincingly. So I think maybe that's like the only real convincing one, I guess, was the Melbourne one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ironically, so yeah. I mean, you're probably right. Maybe the public maybe, holiday game. Maybe those top four. Uh, in Collingwood, Sydney, Carlton, and Richmond are probably pretenders at the moment. Maybe Carlton, but I'm not convinced. Maybe Richmond because they have the pedigree, but I'm not convinced. But they're eight at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I will ramp up my watching now. We're only a month and a half out of finals, so I will start watching more games. And obviously, the basketball is drying up a little bit and stuff too. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. It will. I think I'll be selective. Might be one or two games around I'll get to watch. Well, that's kind of what I'm currently watching, where normally it would be four-ish, but yeah. yeah. I think probably next time we do another recap kind of episode, we'll probably be on the brink of the finals. It'll be yeah. very interesting to see again, again how things stand. True. Finally, Shui, bit of rapid-fire golf. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff in the golf. We've actually had to push some stuff onto the back burner. Yeah, yeah, we just like talking. So just quickly, Will Zalatoris. Oh, <laughs> saw this in the Scottish Open. Something that happened to him that will likely never happen again. He's playing the par five 16th hole at the Renaissance Club in North Berwick. He's chipped on from the edge of the green, just missed the cup. It's rolled past and playing partner Matt Fitzpatrick had actually marked his ball with a poker chip. Which well, that's partly why it may never happen again, because it's probably a need to look at the rules. Because it bloody shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Now, Zalatoris's ball has somehow managed to come to rest right on top of the poker chip. And everyone, All in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And someone, someone actually, one of the commentators said, oh, that ball's found the mark. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting. I had no idea the marker was removed and both players parted from the exact same spot. Surely there should be a standard. God, there's some weird rules in golf and they don't have a fucking rule about a standardised marker. Mm. Just put oh, a, that's bizarre. Just put a person there. That is bizarre. Get your caddy to stand on the yeah. spot. Oh, that was a weird one. Yeah. Now, the other real crazy story was this guy, Andrew Ruthkoski at the Oak Ridge Golf Club in Michigan. He went for a late round with a couple of his stepdaughters and one of his stepdaughter's boyfriends, casually shot a 17 under par 55. Wow. So he's eagled the first, the fourth, the fifth, and the ninth holes to go with birdies on two, three, and six for a 25 on the front nine. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then adds a cheeky six birdies on the back nine. That 55 tied the world record for the lowest score ever with Ryan Gibson and Alexander Hughes. Both of those guys did it on a par 71 course, though. And uh, Ruthkowski did it on a 72. So wow, okay. a, a slightly lower score to par, I guess, which is uh, even more impressive. I played 18 holes yesterday. I had more shots on the front nine than he had for his whole round. I Sometimes I just... It's take, a nice day yesterday, just, too. Wasn't it, it? It, well, well yeah, aside from the golf, yeah. honestly. Sometimes I just I hate people. And I, 
I hate golf more often than not, but um, yeah. Speaking of hated people in golf, the Live Tour. The Live Tour. So I did want to get your thoughts on this. It's really actually kind of blown up overnight, seemingly. it's it, We were talking about this sort of professional breakaway tour quite a few months ago, and it kind of fell on its face. And Well, the, I guess the, the pressure cook has been simmering around all year, really, hasn't mm, it? Yeah, it, it has. So, yeah, real mixed bag of reactions to people joining this thing. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it. Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, I guess what sticks in my mind is the Phil Mickelson stuff and like the Saudi kind of government and atrocities and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, but we accept sponsorship from where do you draw the line? There's a lot of hypocrisy and inconsistencies here. And yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I'll, I'll probably probably rather see what you say and reflect on, on what you say because you're a bigger fan of golf than me. Yeah, I'll look, I mean, as much as Phil's kind of been a bit of a dick recently, it's an interesting point. I mean, yes, okay, Saudi Arabia does have a really horrible human rights record. But I guess my thoughts are it's a bunch of guys hitting golf balls around. Is that going to make any kind of difference to it? I don't know. I mean, it's... Well, I guess it's it's that old thing of, of optics matter and yeah. making a stand and all that sort of stuff. But if you're accepting sponsorships from other... Where do you draw the line again? Like well, I say. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, Saudi Arabia is not the only place in the world. No, of course like, not. Qatar has yeah pretty, well pretty, and that's the one that people bring up that's yeah. it like Qatar's yeah. got horrible human rights and and they're hosting the world Cup, well that's so, right so you that's know right. if we're willing to accept I mean fuck you look at every country in the world you could make some kind of case for them doing something wrong okay yes some are a lot worse than others but yeah I don't know I just don't think this is a as big an issue as people are making out there's a freaking Saudi Arabian Open that people play in most years right so i don't understand why all of a sudden well i guess it's the it's the the fracturing i mean we've seen it time and again haven't we we've seen you know the super league and the rugby here in this country we've seen kind of the aba and nba going back to the 70s the nfl had competitors you see it kind of rear its head every 10 years obviously we talked about the soccer in 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 the super league stuff they were talking about over there uh what maybe a year ago or so so these things do pop up I don't know. I think it's a bit of a shame if some players are here and some players are there and you don't get them all in the same place yeah. to have the great field. But but the thing is, like, there's... I mean, there's talk of all these players will potentially be banned from playing in the majors. Yes. But, I mean, I don't know about you, but if if I'm playing on there and I'm making more for finishing last than I would for a top 10 on the PGA, I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are doing this for a living. And I think, I think, again, it depends on your age. So if you're young, you might be more inclined to play in the PGA and you might want those titles. If you're a bit older, like Phil Mickelson, you might be thinking, hey, generational wealth, yeah, I'll chase that money. So I, th- I think it probably depends on each individual circumstance. Or well, the flip side is that you might look at it and go, well, I'm 23, 24. I may never break into the PGA properly. Why don't I just go and take a guaranteed? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like as much as it, it's easy to say this, I mean, a lot of the guys that have turned their back on it are guys that have made big money. Yep, already. So yep. it's yeah, you know, it's a lot easier if you've already got. Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. The big house, the nice cars. The, of course, the beautiful. Yeah, you've already like, built that generation of wealth. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's a real tricky one, and I think a lot of people are very quick to say, "Oh, I'd never take the money," but. Unless you're in that position and you are maybe really grinding on the tour, trying to make sure that you're actually making cuts and being able to play in tournaments. I mean, like I, I get to watch my my wife's half brother basically trying to make. He's only just managed to get his Australian PGA card back, 
after a real if you're on the fringe yeah. yeah like a real hard time and like if if he was to go and do something like that i wouldn't blame him no with all that no money, i wouldn't either, it's, yeah. it's a real tough one yeah. so yeah it's uh it's gonna be very very interesting and it's a watch this space it, yeah. it is yeah there was a kind of funny story though a guy named jason cockrack who basically rage quit the pga tour a, a couple of weeks ago cockrack yes well that's an interesting name it's where you do you not have one <laughs> I'm just thinking of that guy on on a big mouth. You know the guy with his multiple dicks that yes. he like the, the monster. Oh man! Yeah. All right, let's move on. Cheeky little wooden shelf. So he's playing in the second round of the Travelers Championship a couple of weeks ago. Coming out the 18th hole, he was already well out of contention for the weekend. 43 yards out from the hole, so really should be playing a little like half gap wedge in. He's hit his second shot 87 yards, so twice as far, yeah, into a group of spectators on the road at the back of the hole. By the time he found his ball and they figured out where he could drop it, the previous group were right at their clacker. So he's basically just got in his car and left. (laughs) Didn't finish the last hole, didn't submit a scorecard, and he was disqualified. I saw this when I was researching for Christmas in July for our naughty and nicers. Yeah, 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 it's a bizarre one. It's a real bizarre one. Oh, it's hard not to laugh. God, you could see that being something you could market, though. Get your cock rack. (laughs) Perfect for Christmas. Yeah, we don't do those ads anymore. No. Oh, wow. If ever there was a time to bring them back. Stuart, you know what that music means. Final thoughts time. Holy shit, what a massive month that it's been in sport. Yeah, well, when we're not getting together every week, there's a lot to cover when we do get together, isn't there? It really yeah. does pile up. But look, so many really interesting things on and off the, the court, field, wherever. There's the, never a dull moment in the world of sport. It really ever. isn't. But uh, we're starting to see NBA free agency ramp up. Looking forward to seeing where Kevin Durant and a couple of other guys end up. Obviously, a lot of stuff going on with the Live Tour. Everything, mate. Oh, uh, just, just never a dull moment. Until next time, I'm Nate. And I'm Stu. We are the Sport Blokes.